Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Good morning. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday. It is the middle of the week. Today is January 24th. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the story of Nicodemus. I'm going to be talking about taking uh, some notes from the MomStrong International Bible Study for this week. And today, I'm going to zero in on a word called transformation. And really, when a person becomes a believer, when we come to know the Lord, the Bible says we should be different, that we should be transformed. So you want to know what that looks like? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you guys, I am just, I am so thrilled at what the Lord is doing over at MomStrong International. Uh, We were praying with our kids this morning about it and talking uh, with our older Uh, Our son-in-law, Ryan, and our daughter, Savannah, and Sierra. uh, Anyway, our whole family is involved, along with several other people on staff, with helping us write these Bible studies. And we are very, very excited to hear your feedback, to hear what God is doing. And this podcast on Wednesdays is an extension, really, of what's going on at MomStrong International. So if you would like to dive in with us, uh, go ahead and hop over there and create yourself a free account all the scripture writing is there. We're getting ready to post the February scripture writing. Can you even, moment of silence, you guys, it's almost February. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, uh, go on over there. We You can sign up. In fact, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, you can actually subscribe annually and you'll get a whole year's worth of beautiful, rich Bible studies in which I will be giving you just kind of talking points for your teenagers or for those of you who have little ones. Uh, we have there's craft ideas in there, but the the most important thing we're doing is we are creating a really rich Bible study for you. And this uh, month we are going to actually in February two we're going to continue studying the book of John because the book of John tells us really who Jesus is, and we need to know who Jesus is if we're going to follow him. Right? We need to know what was Jesus like. What did he? Why did he come? And uh, why is he? Why is it so important? So. Um, head on over to momstronginternational.com and check it out. We are over 4,000 strong over there right now. And uh, several of you have asked me, do you have to be a mom to join MomStrong International? And the, and the answer is simply no. What we're looking for is uh, women, especially, who want to study the Word of God, and especially those of you who have influenced the life of a child, which is pretty much all of you. <laughs> so uh, so. Part of what we're doing is teaching you and then helping you, showing you ways that you can pay that forward and start to teach somebody else. We are not called in this life as Christians to just sit and soak and sour, as my pastor used to say. Uh, We're called to grow. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And we want to be growing and sharing uh, the love of Jesus with people around us. You know, I've said this a million times over here, and I'm going to say it again. Um, gov- the answer that we're looking for is not going to be found in government. I'm not saying don't get involved in the government. You know, shout out to uh, Congress and uh, the Senate for shutting down the government. <laughs> we better not look to the the government for us. We've got to look to the Lord. And so that's really what we're doing. Um, speaking of MomStrong International, the MomStrong Conference is coming right up in Dayton. Like I said the other day, we're getting pretty pretty close to selling that event out. Really excited about that. That is February 2nd and 3rd. So if you haven't gotten tickets for that yet, you need to do that. Also, Florida, listen up. You guys have asked us to bring the MomStrong Conference there, and we are bringing it. We need you to start purchasing tickets. Uh, that event is about half half full right now. 
And that is the 16th and 17th in Lakeland, Florida. So whether you're in Orlando or Tampa, uh, you know, we want you guys to come. We, we chose a, a really awesome venue. We're really excited about coming down there and cannot wait to see what God does uh, at MomStrong in Lakeland, Florida. Also, I'm going to be in Lebanon, Oregon for the very first ever Mid-Valley Homeschool Conference. So that's at River Center in Lebanon, Oregon on February 10th. And I will be the keynote speaker there along with my friend, uh, Lee Benz. She's also there. So come on out, you guys. I think you're going to really, uh, I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, let's dive right into this uh, because I want to hit on uh, this idea of transformation. So in the MomStrong Bible study this week, we've been talking about what it means uh, about Nicodemus, right? And Jesus meeting Nicodemus and uh, of course, we're in John chapter three. So the most famous verse probably in the whole Bible found in John chapter three, right? John three sixteen. So I'm gonna start there and just read uh, a short passage for you from John chapter three, verses 16 to 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. See what he's doing again? Pointing you back to to who? To Jesus, God's one and only son. Um, Continuing on, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed, right? Anybody got a (laughs) three-year-old? But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So part of what we want to do when we study the word of God is, uh, is reflect on what we're reading and ask questions about it and talk to each other about it. You know, what does it mean? I'm not going to touch on all this stuff because it's in the Bible study and I don't have time uh, on the podcast. But what does it mean to be born of water and the spirit? What does it mean to be born again? How does someone become uh, born again? And so we're going to talk a little bit about what happens to you after you become born again. And you guys know, uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If we want to be born again, it means that we come and we repent of our sins and we say, Father, now forgive me, forgive me for my sin. And we accept the free gift of Jesus. And we, as we would say when we were kids, we ask him to come into our heart. And the moment that that God does that, the moment that we accept Jesus' gift of salvation and, and Jesus comes into our heart, it should change us. It should change us because the entrance into God's kingdom, and I said this last week on the podcast, and I think it's worth repeating, uh, there are so many different religions in the world today. And people always say, you know, why can't they just get along? You know, I hate that bumper sticker, the coexist bumper sticker, because really what it's saying, I mean, I get it, you know, kumbaya, let's stand in a circle and everyone should get along, which by the way, everyone never will, because the Bible has said already uh, that there is such a thing as good and evil, and they are constantly at war with each other. And you see this in false religions. And so this idea that the light can actually live with the darkness and get along is ridiculous. So, but it goes even deeper than that. This idea of coexisting goes even deeper than that because what they're trying to say is they're all the same. All the religions are the same and there is no difference. And so why not just, you know, if you want to pick one, great. If you don't want to pick one, great. Well, the Bible says that uh, Jesus 
is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by him. So he didn't say, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, but if you decide to follow Buddha, that'll work out too. That's not what he said. And so we want to talk about what it looks like once we accept uh, God's gift of salvation. You see, entrance into God's kingdom doesn't come from moral merit like the Mormons believe or any kind of human mechanism. Uh, we pass every Sunday on our way on our way to uh, to church with our family. We pass a monastery, and those people are out there, you know, bringing fruit to their idols. And uh, and so we did a little bit. Of, we searched up what what does God say about idols? And there's actually I've said this before on the podcast, but there's like, like a hint of sarcasm in God's voice when He was like, "What are you guys doing? Why would you speak to something that's wood or stone? I'm not there." I'm not I'm not in the stone. I'm not in the wood. Um my plan was made through the redemptive blood of my son Jesus. And so we know from the Bible and that's where we go for all of the that's where we go for truth. That entrance into God's kingdom doesn't come from moral merit or any other kind of human mechanism such as idol worship. It only comes through a new birth. And because of love, God has offered us this new birth through a simple act and that's through trusting that his son, Jesus, faced death so that we could be born again. He conquered death. Wow. Moment of silence that we don't have to be afraid of death anymore. Because as Christians, we know who wins this thing. And we know that God is going to come. Uh, he's going to make all things right again. You know, uh, a little side note. Jay, uh, my, my husband, Jay, traveled with Luis Palau for for a while, uh, working on the worship team, doing their festivals, and an incredible evangelist, an incredible man of God who lives and is from uh, the Portland, Oregon area where we are. And he announced last week, Jay, how old is Luis Pilar? He's got to be in his 80s. He announced last week that uh, he has stage four lung cancer, never smoked a day in his life. You know, he's obviously been walking with the Lord and he's been hit with this. Uh, he, he had what he thought was a cold. And he couldn't get rid of it, couldn't shake it. So I finally went into the doctor and they just ran on, you know, just a regular uh, a scan on him. And at first, right before Christmas, they said, well, we found a couple of spots. Well, then they came back after Christmas and then in the new year, first week in January and said, he went back in for another scan. They said, okay, it's not just a couple of spots. Your lungs are full of cancer. He basically has cancer everywhere. And, and Louis said that even in his lymph nodes, which is a devastating diagnosis, and so he made a video. If you haven't had a chance to do that yet, you can probably search Luis, Luis Palau um, cancer diagnosis and that video will come up. It's worth watching. And frankly, it's worth watching with your kids. I watched it with my kids with tears in my eyes because we know this man and he loves the Lord. But I'll tell you what, here's what he did. In the middle of his own struggle and his own suffering and what is possibly, very possibly his imminent uh, death, his own death, his departure from this world, he 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 cries a little bit and he talks about the things that he'll miss and uh, chief among them, obviously, his wife. And just he said, talking to my boys every day on the phone, you know, um, both of his boys run his ministry now. Uh, one of them, a gifted evangelist in, a, in and of uh, him, his own in his own right. And the other one who is the CEO now of uh, the Luis Palau Association. But it was so precious to see him with tears in his eyes say, you know, I've been talking about heaven my whole life. And I'm going there. And the Lord said that we're all going there. We are all, not all going to heaven, but we are all, this life is going to be over. And he said, my soul is going to, my soul is at peace because I'm ready. 
I'm ready. I'm ready to see the Lord. I'm ready. He's facing death. That, that death is a frightening thing, even for people who are saved, because we've never been through it, right? Most of us just die one. <laughs> and we haven't been through it before. And we're afraid. We're afraid of suffering. We're afraid of uh, pain. Uh, we feel sadness because of leaving a loved one. But at the end of the day, because of the of the salvation and the promise of Jesus, who, by the way, keeps his promises, we're going to talk about this a little bit more next week about the promises of God. But because he keeps his promises, we know that because of Jesus, because we've accepted his gift of salvation, we can be at peace because we are going to go and see the Lord. So uh, that's what Luis was saying. He said, you know, I've, I have preached at dozens of funerals over my lifetime, and you don't always think about your own funeral, but now he's thinking about his. Anyway, it's very encouraging. Also sad, so you'll cry a little bit. But he points people back to Jesus because all of us, you guys, we're here for just a little while. And when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus about um, transformation, you know, true salvation, it is transformation. And transformation basically means a marked change as uh, in usually for the better. <laughs> when something transforms into something that's not good, we don't go, wow, that was an incredible transformation. We go, oh, that was a drag. What happened to you? You know, But we want transformation. We want our lives to sing of the mercy and goodness of the Lord in every area of life. And you guys knew I was going to touch on this. I cannot stand the Women's March. I can't stand it. Um, I didn't even read news articles about it uh, very much this time because uh, because that's not what we want. That I don't. That's not transformation. That's not transforming the inner man. You see, throughout the Bible, we see the heart of God toward people. God loves people, even those women who are you know marching with maxi pads on their heads. Uh, he He loves people, and in John three sixteen, which we read a few minutes ago. Um, the Bible makes it clear for everyone who will listen that God loves us. He is in the business of saving souls and transforming hearts and minds. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. And here's the thing about about uh, transformation. Once it truly begins, it it touches, it should touch everything around us. True transformation, like the kind that we see this week in the Bible study in the life of Nicodemus, is life-changing. So some of you are not in the Bible study with me. You guys, hop on over, momstronginternational.com. I promise you will not be sorry. Um, we're talking about Nicodemus. And Nicodemus was a hardcore Pharisee. He wasn't actually looking for uh, for heart change. He didn't even think he needed transformation until he really knew who Jesus was. Does that sound familiar? Until Nicodemus fully understood who Jesus was, which is why we're starting out in the book of John. It's so important. We need to understand who Jesus is. He couldn't be transformed. And before his conversation with Nicodemus, uh, he or with Jesus, Nicodemus had assumed that Jesus was just another teacher uh, with an affinity for performing miracles. So he went, the Bible records, under cover of darkness to just see this man who's performing miracles, right? Because it's kind of hard to deny the things that Jesus was doing. You know, we already talked about him turning uh, the water into wine. Um, but on the other hand, Jesus knew full well who Nicodemus was. Jesus knows us. God knows our hearts. The Bible says that God knows the heart of man. And we already know from the Psalms that the that the heart is wicked. And apart from the saving grace of Jesus, dude, we don't have a shot. We really don't. Nicodemus was an important man to the Pharisees. He was a, a ruler, really, I guess, uh, in, Jewish, in, uh, in the Jewish religion at that time. And like I said, he had come in the dead of night under cover of darkness to, to just observe this man that he'd heard so much 
about. I was talking to my son-in-law about this passage a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying, you know, coming at night, probably dark and a stormy night, is kind of an allusion, not just to the weather, but to Nicodemus's spiritual state and condition that Jesus had come to rescue him from. Never one for small talk. Jesus got right to the heart of the issue, telling Nicodemus, you must be born again. I was going to say, dude, that'd be actually me. Don't email me. That's a paraphrase. (laughs) I can just see the passion in Jesus' eyes when he says, Nicodemus, you want, do you want what I have? You got to be born again. And Nicodemus was thrown off by Jesus' assertion because he had a fundamentally different idea of how he was going to gain entrance into the kingdom, just like the people with a coexist bumper sticker. You see, as a Pharisee, he thought that that if anybody was going to be in the kingdom, it was him. Uh, he, He was the height of a religious spirit, part of a moral and social elite group of Jews. And uh, they were the ones who kept all the rules and followed everything that God asked of them. And Nicodemus had a pretty prestigious pedigree. He'd memorized much of the Old Testament, uh, you know, which, bravo, I have a hard time with that. (laughs) Uh, He gave money to the poor. He taught other people how to follow God, but he wasn't in the kingdom. And this is what I want you to hear, because this is true for us today. It doesn't matter what family we're a part of, how devoted we are to religious practices, how gifted or intelligent or accomplished we are. We will never get into God's kingdom unless we accept the free gift of salvation through Jesus. And when that happens, there is a radical transformation, a regeneration, a new birth that happens inside of us. And just like Nicodemus and the Pharisees, Many of us try to save ourselves through religion. Some of us are trying to save ourselves, really, uh, through homeschooling. I've been talking to homeschooling families for years and years, and I'm always telling them, listen, you guys, homeschooling is not going to save your kids. A right relationship with Jesus, an inner transformation, it leaves us nothing like the people we once were. That's what we want. That's what we want. And if we try to save ourselves through religion and moral upright, it's just going to, being morally upright, it's just going to leave us lost uh, like we were before, and if not a little lost, maybe even more so, just like the pagans and the Pharisees, the people that uh, they look their noses down at. We can try to become our own saviors through righteous living, and we can try to manipulate God into blessing us for all the good things that we've done, right? And we talked about that a couple of days ago. You know, if you want the blessing of God, you guys, a blessing is found in obedience, and it starts with being born again. It starts with inner transformation. And it does us well to remember that God doesn't owe us anything. The Bible says that when we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. That's from Isaiah 64, verse 6. When we recognize our need for God, we are called to repentance, not just from, for the for the things that we do that are wrong, but also for the motivation behind the good things that we do. It's powerful stuff, right? And so Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus should remind all of us how important it is to look at ourselves, set our righteous deeds aside, and look at the motivation of the heart and say, Lord, we need you. We need to be born again. Listen, you guys. I hope that uh, I hope that you are just that you are excited by what you see happening here at the podcast, and also I hope that you are teaching your children that there is only one way to heaven, and that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that you would have a chance to be born again, to be saved, to, to experience that inner transformation that, uh, that Jesus spoke about to Nicodemus. I hope you guys have a great day of this Wednesday. I know that it's the middle of the week and we can kind of get tired and just wait. We're waiting for Friday. And speaking of Friday, my friend Edie Wadsworth is going to come back on the show and she's going to be talking with me about um, what about a really cool thing that happened in her life. She was a, a practicing physician and she quit her practice after 10 years and she turned to natural medicine and to essential oils and exercise and basically transformed her life. She lost a bunch of weight. She's she's incredibly, she's funny. You guys are going to love listening to her. And I also am, and you guys have heard me talk about this on the podcast before, I am also a fan of essential oils around here. They have helped my family tremendously. If you're interested in checking those out, you can go to thebusymom.com forward slash oils. Also for the gals who are asking me, you mentioned show notes all the time. What do you mean? Show notes are simply uh, uh, references I make to verses, uh, links to books, biographies of guests that we have, all those can be found, the show notes, um, the details of what I talk about here, including links to the Bible study, uh, can be found at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And you can always find links to things we talk about though at those show notes in particular. So that's what we're talking about. So I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Don't forget, check out MomStrongInternational.com and get your tickets to the Busy Mom Conference. I'm coming to Dayton. See you guys soon. Have a great day. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.